Welcome to the podcast. Today we go into Joe Biden's incredible town hall where he explains every complicated issue in, in, a, in a way that, well, I, mean, I think you're going to be left really... Yeah, that. You're going to be thinking... Right. Thank you, Joe. That's a little more coherent than he was last night, but you get the <laughs> We also have Devin Nunes on, uh, the congressman, uh, to explain what is going on. Terrifying. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, Rand Paul, he just had a battle with Anthony Fauci. Paul He's on great. the show today to go through all of it. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn uh, is the place you can go to get Glenn's TV episode from last night. I also went over the Fauci versus Rand Paul debate with all the documents and the quotes that we're talking about. They're all available uh, on, uh, on my YouTube page. You can get to it through StuDoesAmerica.com. Um, and don't forget, go to StuDoesMerch.com for all your fancy t-shirts, including... Uh, the uh, Don't Be an Idiot, Don't Be a LeBron, LeBron James t-shirt available now. StuDoesMerch.com. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. And kids, there was this man called Devin Nunes, and, 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 and he was doing the right thing. I don't know what happened to him all those years ago. Uh, Congressman Devin Nunes is with us now, uh, the uh, congressman, the Republican congressman from California, to talk about the Durham investigation. Devin, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Glenn. Thank you. I, I, I'm still here. I'm still alive. <laughs> right? I'm, this is really me. Doesn't it? I mean, it seems like it's never going to come out, is it? Yeah. Well, look, this has been a... We're in year five of this, uh, of this charade, the Russia hoax. And you have to remember, the left never lets anything die because right. they have the propaganda machine that's out there promoting this. And every day there's a new version of it. Every day. I mean, just last week there was a new version that, oh, yeah, uh, Donald Trump did something in, in, in Europe. Yeah. So we're always combating that because the hoaxers, which there's a bunch of them, but the ones in the media who really promoted this, are constantly dripping out fake news. So, look, as it relates to Durham, what I've, what I've always said is that I really don't care about a report. What I want to see are indictments. Yes. So, now, as we know, this is going to be a challenge for, for Durham. I believe he's doing a, uh, I, I do believe he's doing a thorough investigation. I have confidence in that because we do not hear leaks. He is a special counsel, but ultimately... The, the Department of Justice under Biden is going to have to make the call here. And I think Durham, has to, Durham understands that. I, I don't believe with Durham's long-storied career, not seeing any leaks, everything that you see about him, it shows me that he wants to get to the truth. There should be people that are easy to indict. We've made, over the years, 14 criminal referrals that are not just on, that doesn't mean 14 people, that means dozens of people uh, that have been referred by the Congress. So, look, and I think at a minimum, Glenn, what we're going to get, if if Durham can get the indictments, that's what we really want, it's what the country needs, Uh, but if not, he'll, he'll... probably have some type of report that if if doj refuses to prosecute would be my guess well here's the other thing that doj i just read today doj is thinking about sealing some of these documents and sealing some of these grand jury investigations and everything till 2056 
excuse me? Yeah. Would that include the Durham report? I don't believe they could do that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, they will try. They will try. And that, look, this is why it's so, it's so critical. Remember, you know, when I had the gavel, when I was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, we had to go, we had to fight all these bureaucracies to make things public. You know, we were the ones that got out that, hey, they were actually using the Clinton paid for dirt uh, in order to get the, the FISA warrant to spy on the, on the Trump Correct. campaign. We had to use the, all the power of the House of Representatives and the Constitution in order to get that out. You know, I got the hell beat out of me. That's why, you know, you're probably surprised. Many people are surprised I'm still alive. I know. know. But this is is why we need to get the gavel back. We have to get the gavels back next year in order to hold these guys accountable. They can't bury stuff as long as, because, you know, we, the House of Representatives, we don't need the Senate to sign off. We can approve anything we want to declassify information. If, If indeed they try to hide the Durham report. Here's the here's the problem. America is quickly losing faith, all faith. I mean, we've lost a lot of faith, but all faith in uh, justice that anyone is actually going to pay for a crime. I mean, you got people walking out of Target stores now with their hands full of stuff and they're not running out. They're just walking out because no one pays for their crimes anymore. Um, we have the uh, FBI lawyer that falsified evidence he just got a slap on the wrist. Uh, nothing. That guy, that makes me say, if they can do that to him, what are they going to do to me? Because if they're doing that to the president, lying about it, changing documents, and then lying to the FISA court, and nothing really happens to him, we're all in deep trouble. And the same thing with the FISA court itself. Nothing's yeah. been done to rein that in. Has it? Well, I don't want to. It's 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 early in the morning, you know, most parts of America. But uh, I don't want to get people depressed or their blood pressure. Up. <laughs> but, the, but the bad part is here that that look, institutions across this country are decaying. Even ones that that we held at a very in a very high regard, whether it's all the intelligence agencies, including the FBI, the Department of Justice. Right, justice is supposed to be blind. Uh, the U.S. military has been politicized now. I mean, you even had yesterday. You had Nancy Pelosi for the first time, Speaker of the House, basically tell the minority, nah, we're not going to take who, who you want to put on committees. That's never happened in the 230-plus year history of the United States of America in the House of Representatives. Wow. So, yes, every institution is, is, is decaying rapidly. It's scary. Um, look, I, I'm from California, so you know, I've watched this happen my whole life. It's, how, it's what drove me into politics. Uh, our country is is under attack. There's no question, and these institutions are are rotting from within. And, and look, it's just a problem when you've got when you've got the Beltway, uh, and 95 percent of the people vote for Biden. So you, you've got all throughout all the bureaucracy. I mean, if you are a Republican, there you're probably scared to admit it because you know you probably get beat up walking right. out of the building. Um. News broke last week that a federal prosecutor in Delaware, I think, uh, investigated, you know, delayed the investigation into Hunter Biden. So it wouldn't become a headline during the election. And I heard all kinds of praise. Oh, that was very brave. Very brave. Um, We, you know, we we have the laptop now. One of our good friends is going through the laptop 
and reading everything. And he says when it all comes out and he's he's going to be bringing out his report probably at the end of the year. Um, when he says when it all comes out, he said it is devastating. The White House says that, you know, he's going to, you know, Hunter Biden is now an artist with $500,000 paintings, which is insanity. But they have rules. He won't know who's buying it. Yet he's going to be at the opening cocktail party where you invite all the big. What is he walking around blindfolded? This is insane, Devin. Insane. Yeah, no, it's it's total it's total corruption. And and look, so what, what we have to do and this is what I do, we have to get up every day. And you have to fight. You have to get in the trenches and you have to fight. You have to be patient and you have to strike. We've got to win elections. There's so much that has to be done at the state level, the local level. And, and look, and, and Glenn, you know this is just as well as anybody. The scariest thing that we face right now is it's not that it's people say, well, it's the press. The press is against us. Yeah, but you and I have known that for years. But that's actually not the problem because, because even though they control 95% of the press, they basically suck. They're no good at it. And, and the 5% that we have, the investigative reporters that we have, that, for example, I just saw yesterday, that now we learn from real investigative reporting from the, from the laptop, from the laptop from hell, that, that Hunter Biden, uh, his father, Joe Biden, guess what? Had a non-government email that he was emailing and forwarding things on. Remember this? It's mm-hmm. very reminiscent mm-hmm. of, of Hillary Clinton. So Biden had the same had the same thing, and many other actors did. So that's on the laptop. So we have real investigative reporters, but so I'm not worried about that because we we can do the investigations. You know, especially if we get you know Congress back and the Senate back, and we get gavels, we can do the investigations. My biggest concern is the censorship by these tech. Well, I call them the tech oligarchs, uh, but but when when Facebook and Instagram and and Twitter. And Google, when they start, when they start censoring so badly that I can't find the Glenn Beck program, right? If yep. I, you know, I can't, and if I go Google, you know, go Google, well, don't Google my name. But if you did, I mean, you mm. would think that that if I'm not dead, I should, someone should have killed me. All yeah, time, I know. You know, Google and, my name. Yeah, or your, or your. <laughs> so it's just, it, it's that's the biggest concern that I have uh, moving forward is this outright censorship, and and it's it's in a new. It's new because it's new technology, but it's an old classic tactic oh, yeah. that every leftist or dictator uses, and that is to censor information. It's no different than what you see happening in Cuba right now is happening in our own country I know. When, you have, when you have these companies like Parler, for example, that gets nuked and completely taken off the Internet by Bezos and Apple and Google and everybody else. Even though we now know they warned, they warned about it. They raised the flag about it. None of the others did. Days before January 6th, they reached out and said, hey, I think there's trouble here. And they were the ones punished. More people were organizing on Facebook than on uh, on Parler. Right. I mean, it's it's obscene. Um, you, you mentioned the um, Nancy Pelosi yesterday saying, you know, you were not accepting those people on the, the committee. Devin, this is very concerning because I think this goes right into the covid, uh, you know, this this new thing about we've got these people who are pushing propaganda and they're very dangerous and they need to be shut down. 
Um, they are. This is a red scare. They are closing doors and and pushing people half the country into this position of you're a danger to society and you need to be reprogrammed or you need to be shut down or, you know, all of this, all of this stuff. Right. I'm very concerned about uh, the January 6th commission because I there, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered um, <laughs> that that show they knew in advance. Why didn't you do anything? And I don't think this is a, a, a commission to find the truth. This is this is almost like an inquisition. Well, well, obviously it is. And, and look, my advice from the beginning of this was you don't lay down with, with people like Pelosi. These, are, these people have lost their mind. I mean, from the magnetometers to putting the, the wall up around the Capitol to, you know, to, yeah. to her shenanigans that, you know, she ultimately was responsible for this. And if she was a real leader, she would have said that because, you know, every time I've been in Congress a while, every time, you know, there's going to be a big protest of some kind, they always have walls up. They always have National Guard out. That didn't happen. So look, um, I'm not saying she did it on purpose, but hey, you're a leader. You're the Speaker of the House. Hey, yeah, we screwed up. That's what should have happened. But, but to sit here and, and just want to use this as a sledgehammer to, to paint all conservatives in this country uh, as, as racist and, and uh, that, that there was some insurrection going on is, is total nonsense, and they, and they know it. And that's why they won't release the 14,000 hours of tape. So, look, I had advised uh, the leadership that I did not think it was a good idea to, to deal with these people. They were being, these people, meaning the Democrats and Pelosi, they were being totally disingenuous. And then, but what happened yesterday, and, and I know you understand this, but this might be the, the, the most outrageous thing Pelosi's ever done. And she's done a lot of really bad, outrageous things. But to essentially trample over the Constitution, trample over 230 years of, of, of the United States Congress, and to say, oh, I'm going to get to decide what the minority party in this country, the Republicans at this point, I'm going to decide who goes on what committee. That's never been done. And, and that's part of, of, of a democratic republic operating is the minority have rights. So isn't it ironic, the, the kooks, the left, like Pelosi, they run around, oh, all the minorities, we're protecting you. No, the reality is they know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're putting Republicans in the minority, and then they're taking away our rights. One, and it, it's so wrong. Well, I, I've only got about a minute, a minute and a half for an answer on this, and, and I've got to let you run. I know you're busy. Um, we're talking to Congressman Devin Nunes. The, the one thing that concerned me before the election was the cavalier way the Democrats were taking the election. They weren't out in a full-fledged push. They didn't mind that Biden was in his basement. There wasn't a lot of talk or momentum, and it felt like this is a setup. They know some, I kept saying on the air, what do they know that we don't know? Um, and right now in Congress, they, are, they have gone so far off the reservation, independents are gone, and many Democrats are starting to say, wait a minute, I, this is craziness. Well, Glenn, it's an easy answer. You know, you know why. So last year, they were just beating the crap out of Trump and Republicans. They had everything going their direction because they controlled all the media. They were censoring like hell, 
right? That's why at the end of the day, they had to take Parler down because it, you know, it was up yes. to nearly 20 million people on the platform. It was a, it was a real alternative. And, you know, there, thank God we still have Rumble so that we have a place to post our, our videos yes. today because YouTube uh, is still censoring us. But here's the problem. That worked in the campaign. But here's what they can't control. They can do all the fake news stories they want. They can censor all they want. But they, they have a problem. When I'm driving through California, I pull in the gas station. Gas is $5 a gallon. Right. So everything is up, everything in the grocery store. You can't find thing. And then, I th- you know, things to buy, you know, basic things are not available. And then you put on top of that people that are working out there working for a living and they're watching their neighbors sit at home and play video games and smoke and smoke dope or whatever the hell yeah. they're doing. They say, wait, uh, you know, I'm getting yelled at here as a waitress. I'm trying to work hard. I'm trying right. to get people food and my neighbors making the same amount as, as I am. De- they can't censor that and they can't hide that from the American people. And that's their problem. Devin Nunes, I would love to invite you. I know you're very busy, but I'd like to invite you to spend an hour with me on a podcast because I- I've got a million questions. And I think you're one of the honest guys who will actually provide real answers and insight for us. Thank you so much for being on today, Devin. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, thanks a lot. Great. To talk to thanks for everything you do. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So we have, uh, what is his name? Vinny Vitalini. He is a uh, Republican pollster and, uh, and watcher. Uh, Vinny, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mr. Beck. Uh, I appreciate your time. However, I would correct you, uh, Democratic pollster. Um, you said Republican pollster. Oh, did I? You did. And, All right. Um, I'm not sure if, if you're back on the sauce uh, per se, but no. That seems a little hostile for a, a little error like that, but. Uh, you mean the re- exact reverse of my complete ideology? Yeah. That's, that's your minor error. <laughs> well, you know, Vinny, we all make mistakes. I, I, I mean, calm down a little bit. I just want to, we just wanted to get the other side because I thought the, the, the uh, town hall yesterday uh, hosted by Don Lemon was just fascinating. Don Lemon is among the most fair and educated men in America today. Really? You would. It was fantastic to see him huh. and all of his fairness all right. <laughs> displayed. And just just sprayed all over the state. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's uh, let's take a couple of cuts here from uh, from Joe Biden and um, and see you know just get your response on this. Um, let's take uh, cut one. Here it is. I seem pretty confident that that inflation is temporary, but if you're pumping all of this money into the economy couldn't that add to no the, the look here's the deal moody's today when our wall street firm not some liberal think tank said if we pass the other two things i'm trying to get done we will in fact reduce inflation reduce inflation reduce inflation because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who in fact are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about driving down prices not raising prices um, I don't think he understands how inflation works. When you, when you have prices going up, uh, it is the matter of too few uh, goods being chased by too many dollars. Uh, well, that's not exactly surprising to hear the uh, figurehead of January 6th say something like that. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, you know. I, 
I guess, uh, are you organizing people again? Are you going to take over the Capitol again? No, Uh, I had nothing to do with that. I, in fact, warned against it. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. When new money is printed by the government, Mm. have you ever ever taken a big stack of paper? You put a a big piece of paper, you put it down on a counter. Yeah. You get a big stack of them. Right. And you try to pull one piece out. Yeah, that paper. Yeah, yeah, right. You're going to pull more than one piece, right? Right. That's what happens. That's what happens. So when you yeah. print new money in an economy, it's going to attach itself to the other money, and it's going to seem like less dollars, which is going to bring the inflation rate down. I don't think that has any it, any basis of fact in it at all. Oh, uh, please, please don't please don't hit me with a Trump flag. Uh, uh, <laughs> please, I beg of I, you. I I'm can not, see the attack okay. is beginning. All right. Apparently. Well, look, can I just ask you, Moody's, he says, this is a big Wall Street firm. Actually, it is a, it's, a, it's a credit rating service is what they really do is they, you know, they, they give the credit for the United States of America, et cetera, et cetera. And Biden's administration came out, I think it was last week, maybe in the week before, and, and said they want to take over the credit rating system. Uh, so wouldn't Moody's, first of all, not as credible as, as, as the president would say on inflation. Um, but wouldn't they, wouldn't they be a little incentivized to say things that the president might want them to say at this point? That's an interesting point, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not sure how the Jewish space laser is working right now. I don't have to just check in. I have, I didn't say, okay, let's go to, uh, let's go to cut two, please. All kidding aside, I think it really is a matter of people deciding now that they have opportunities to do other things, and there is a shortage of employees. People are looking to make more money and to to bargain. And so I think your business and the tourist business is really going to be in a, in a bind for a little while. Well, let me ask you, because he's, John is looking to hire people. He's got 39 restaurants across the country. Yeah. Is there anything you can do to help him out? I mean, he's, he's got to get people in. Well, well John, for first of all, I, you know, the thing we did to help John and the John's out was provide billions of dollars to make sure they could stay open. He didn't make that. Number point. one. So you all contributed to making sure John could stay in business. And we should. We should have done that, as we did for other industries. But secondly, John, my guess is that um, people being seven, eight dollars an hour plus tips, that that's I think, John, you're going to be finding 15 bucks an hour or more. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, First of all, the administration um, really didn't help small businesses stay at 50 to 70 percent of all small businesses have closed and they're not coming back. Uh, I, I I don't know what economy you're looking at. Um, where do you broadcast from? I assume Charlottesville. Is that is that your hometown? <laughs> no, it's Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so that here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me tell you mm. what the Biden administration did, mm. and what we did mm-hmm. was to just work with local unions mm-hmm. and make sure they went door to door throughout the pandemic. To let them know whether they were going to, you know, remain open. We we talked to individual business owners who worked closely with our union allies to come up with a plan that would allow them 
to remain open. And what we're seeing now is many what was businesses did close. Right. Many people, as you saw, many people, uh, unfortunately, Glenn died in this. And we, and we should point out, we did not have anything to do with that. I, but these companies uh, that didn't want to go along with with the plan we were working on, they did have higher death rates. That's that's a fact. I mean, that's a fact. That okay. did happen, probably because they weren't masking. Right. We had so many cases of COVID-19 where people affected with this respiratory illness happened to hit the peak of these effects while at the top of a bridge. And sadly, these bodies stacked up under these bridges. Okay. That's why I, we need I, more I, infrastructure. I, I, Higher walls, okay. side of bridges, All right. big part of the plan. Okay, okay. I don't even begin to understand uh, that. It sounded like it was a union threat. But this guy was saying that he's he's open to hire. And what the president said was, you need to pay people uh, more money. But that doesn't work in business. I mean, there's a, there's a formula. You know, you... you you gotta. You have to have some profit left over to be able to keep your doors open. You can't just keep paying people uh, more and more money. It. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Um, I, I'm watching. I'm watching the uh, the broadcast, and I, I. You you may only be playing the audio of these clips, but you should know that that businessman that received the money uh, was white. So I assume you're happy about it. You know. I, I don't have any idea. Congratulations. Let uh, me. Could we could How we do you go broadcast to, with that hood by the could way we, is that could we go to uh could we go to cut uh cut 3 I think here with Biden uh stumbling That's underway just like the other question is illogical right. and I've heard you speak about it because you always I'm not being solicitous but you you're always straight up about what you're doing Yes and the question <laughs> is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh um are why can't yeah. The, the, right. the experts say Expert. we know that this virus, virus. is, in fact, uh, um, uh, is uh, it? it, it, it's going to be, right. uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not wow. temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yep. That's underway, too. I expect I, that to occur yeah, quickly. Exactly. Can we just stop for a second? I, uh, we'll get to the Don Lemon part here after, but I, I <laughs> what did he just say? I think it was. I think it was very clear. Uh, <laughs> was what, it? Yes. Yeah. He, he said that there's a there's a where what we're do the thing is going on now. Right. Okay. Okay. You have to, and I don't. I don't mean to. What you well when you do what you do when you do it. Uh huh. It, it it results in the thought of, it, it, and that's what, where we are now is what is where it goes and that's what i think the american people need to understand okay let's let's go to the comment about don lemon uh he said uh, this uh, uh, about don lemon could we could, i know this is going to sound like a non-answer to you but part of this is that you know uh you, you know you know because you're one of the most informed journalists in the country yes you know the criticism I got by saying I want to unite the country. Uh-huh. So you can't unite the country. Well, if we can't unite the country, we can never get some of these problems solved. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. And that's, that's Joe being Joe right there. What? We need to come together, Glenn, on things of common sense. 
uh-huh. that Americans can all agree on. For example, oh, yeah. healthcare. Right. Healthcare, as you know, very important topic for the American people. We are seeing an incredible amount of kneecaps smashed in by crowbars all across the country. I, what, as, the, a, as a union boss, what what would what would oh, that be? Uh, oh by? my God! You, I can't tell you how many people are suffering from crowbars to the face and to the knees. Right, okay, could I could I could I just play a couple of questions here for I you? I hope you're not suffering from uh, something like that, Glenn. And I hope it doesn't happen soon. Right. And I hope it doesn't happen to any of your family members. I, I'm i looking right now at their this list of addresses, and uh, I mean, they're spread over the country. You wouldn't think that okay. all of them could I just, hit could on I, a could specific I just, day, but who knows? Could, you know? I, could I just uh, play, uh, play uh, cut 14, please? So here in Hamilton County, the vaccination rate remains at about 50%, and you talked about the virus that's spreading Masks are seen less and less, and as you know, children under age 12 still are not eligible to be vaccinated. Schools are working with all of this information as they think about reopening next month. As a school employee and as a parent to children under age 12, uh-huh. what I am really concerned. Ah, she's concerned. What is your message to those parents, educators, yeah. and school districts? Uh-huh. Okay. I understand your concern. So, I really do. My, my question is, I, I want to I play one more, and then I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Um, uh, could, we, could we go to cut 12, please, real quickly? As Mr. Lemon said, you have already touched on the subject of my question. Uh, the two most recent presidents, past presidents, have both campaigned using this region's Interstate 75 bridge, the Brent Spence Bridge that crosses the Ohio River, as backdrops with a promise of an infrastructure bill that would help with the replacement. Okay, stop. I, I just this is a this is somebody who is a a union electrician. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the last lady was a, a member of uh, the the teachers union. It seemed like the questions. We're all um, we're all favorable to the president, uh, and almost like it read like a script. And I noticed the people; a lot of them were union members, and and unions aren't very popular right now. There's not a lot of. I'm sorry. What you said? What I just said that unions are unions are what not necessarily very popular right now interesting hold on one moment are you writing this down um so unions aren't but interest okay so look how how is this audience how is this audience selected how were they selected how were they selected yes so we went through a list a list a list of regular americans regular americans from all walks of life from Walks of life, yes. Yes, all walks of life, just randomly selected from a list. From a list. Who? What? What were? The, what got you onto that list? Uh, well, several <laughs> things, of course. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. You you needed to be alive. Be alive. Okay. Yes, that all was right. one thing okay. we looked for. All right. Um, okay. You needed to be. You needed uh, to be available. Available. We needed to have have your information. (laughs) Information. Because it's hard to contact people these days. All right. So we needed to go to a place that had the information. Where would you go to get the information? Union donor list. Union donor list. that's where we went because we had that information. All right. Yes. And I know you agree Hmm? that it was 
a very interesting gathering, and we learned a lot. And you, I know, were turned around by what Joe Biden said in the town hall. It's strange because that's not the way you were turned around by Joe Biden and his responses. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't exactly phrase it that you, way. Glenn Beck, were convinced uh, that right is what. Well, I don't, I don't. How's your son, Rafe? How's he doing today? Why would you? Where is he today, by why, the way? Oh, I know where he is. Why would that? I know. Ex- I know where. Why am I asking you when I know where your son is? Why would you say that you know where? Why would you even know where my son is? Why? I know where he is. Do you? Do you know where he is, Glenn? I thought it was a very interesting broadcast last night, and I was turned around. Good boy. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Senator Rand Paul, um, I am thrilled to have you on today to talk about Fauci and his clear, blatant lies. Uh, we have done two specials on on Fauci and his lies in regards of gain of function research. How is he possibly claiming that this isn't uh, gain of function research? You know, no one's forced him to explain himself. He just uh, hurls, you know, ad hominem insults, but he doesn't really explain. He says, oh, well, my assistants said it was gain of function research. But people need to realize that he's not a disinterested party. He has a conflict of interest. His interest is in not being associated with gain of function any longer, not being associated with the Wuhan lab. And most particularly, he doesn't want to attach to himself any responsibility for the pandemic. And he realizes that once it is well known that they were doing gain of function research, very dangerous research in Wuhan, and once it is realized by everybody that he was funding Wuhan, he, he is realizing that this is starting to stick and also stick to him personally. So, and so yes, he is worried about it. But, and, and, and I think it's going to get worse. How do you I mean, I don't understand why he would lie about this, because he says you're claiming that he's responsible for everybody who has died. And I don't hear that from you. I hear you say that um, what they were doing in Wuhan uh, and came out about in 2016 with the approval and funding from Fauci uh, was gain of function research. So it gave them the ability. But you're not saying that even that that's the same virus uh, that that came out of possibly the lab in 2019. You're are you saying that he is directly responsible? We're saying one very simple, precise thing that the NIH, with Dr. Fauci's approval, funded the lab in Wuhan, and the lab was doing dangerous gain-of-function research, where you take an animal virus or parts of an animal virus or its genes, and you merge them with another virus. Initially, the animal virus doesn't infect humans, but then when you merge these two together, you create a novel virus that's not known in nature that infects humans. This is exactly what the NIH put out in their definition. I read the definition as the NIH read it to him. He's like, no, no, that's not gain of function. But it really begs the question, then, what really is gain of function and why is this not? We haven't gotten there because no one in the media that gets to interview him asked him any tough questions. He was on, like, with Gail King, and Gail King's like, oh, 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 what do you think of Rand Paul? And 
Ren Paul says this to you, and, and they just laugh, and they, uh, they yuck it up, but nobody asks him any tough questions. He's but, never been asked, why is it not gain-of-function? What, what is it specifically that uh, causes this research not to be dangerous? Here is what Jake Tapper said yesterday. Quote, I want to start with another kind of misinformation. The constant MAGA media and Republican lawmaker attacks on health experts, especially Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I'm not even going to get into the details of what Senator Paul was attacking there and all of that. So he won't even address it at all. And see, the thing is, is four million people died. CNN's been, you know, trying to make money off of this pandemic for two years. And yet... They don't want to go to the heart of the matter. Did it start in a lab? And did it start from gain-of-function research? Is it dangerous research? Should we continue doing this research? We do it in North Carolina. We do it in Galveston. Is this the kind of research the taxpayers should fund? Is there a danger that we could have another outbreak of an even worse virus from a lab in our country? So these are real questions, and they really shouldn't have to be partisan, but they want no. none of it. They, You know, this is the problem with groupthink. We, we now live in a society of groupthink where the government funds all of the scientists, so they're definitely afraid of having their funding taken, but now the media is editing out. I mean, it's amazing what's going on in the media that when you read the AP story of this, you hear only one side. They have decided there's only one side yeah. that's print, and that's uh, Dr. Fauci's side, and none of our defense was printed at all by the Associated Press. And it is so clear. Rand, I mean, I, I commend you for being as clear-headed uh, and clear-eyed as you are on this, staying rational and reasonable. It is, it is so clear when you look at the documentation. And you, I mean, here's Peter Daszak, a guy who Fauci uh, funded, we don't have it, um, a guy who fund, was funded by the NIH and Dr. Fauci and given money for gain of research uh, or gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. And he is on video. We just don't happen to have it right now, but he's on videotape in 2016 explaining it, explaining what's going on and defining it as gain of uh, function research. How, how anyone can deny this is truly truly remarkable well it gets even worse you know we go back to dr fauci in 2012 was asked what about accidents and he says yes it's possible that a researcher could get one of these viruses take it out of the lab and cause a pandemic he actually uses those words but he says you know in that instance the research would still be worthwhile even if a pandemic occurred so the question really ought to be for cnn and all these people who love this crisis ought to be Dr. Fauci, is it worth the four million lives to have this scientific research? Because, see, that's a judgment call. He was also asking the Judiciary Committee about a month ago, do you still trust the Chinese scientists? And he said yes. So, really, these are judgment calls that should Crazy. preclude him from being in any position of judgment. You know, gain-of-function research is not worth four million lives. And, actually, they're working with viruses that could cause 60 million lives. And yet he thinks it's still worthwhile. And I'd say, why don't we ask some of the families of people who died in the pandemic whether this research was worth it? I have to tell you, I, you know, uh, I, I don't know where I stand on gain of function uh, research. I think that here in America, in a bio level lab uh, that's, you know, bio level four, possibly we can look into it. But we are dealing with extraordinarily dangerous things. And I certainly don't trust it to the Chinese. We we developed um, uh, humanizing uh, humanized lungs in mice 
And exactly. We were we I believe we sent that technology over to Wuhan to the lab. And in the summer of 19, they were trying to infect those mice with coronavirus. Then right. two months later, you have three people going to the hospital with corona like uh, yeah, corona like virus uh, symptoms and nobody said anything. And that's two months before the pandemic starts. So as far as gain of function research in our country, I think that we should have research into deadly pathogens that exist in nature. And we need this biosecurity level four labs to do it. So I'm not against researching deadly pathogens that exist in nature. I'm against creating new deadly pathogens that don't exist in nature in the lab, because I think that, that you can't have perfection as far as them not leaking from the lab. And they're, they're experimenting with the SARS virus, which had, say, 15% mortality. And the good news about SARS back in 2004 was 15% mortality, but it wasn't very transmissible. But the, all the experiments they're doing is taking the SARS virus, which isn't very transmissible, adding new S proteins from other coronaviruses, and then making it more transmissible. It's the definition of a really just a, a, a wrong-headed notion to, to create things that are more transmissible in nature. I think it's a big mistake. The, the House is, um, they killed a bill yesterday that would have required the, the White House to declassify intelligence related to the origins of COVID-19, the virus. Um, and they're now saying that we're, we're, we need to keep all of this stuff secret. Do, do you... Do you think you win this, and do we ever really know the truth? I think that it's amazing, and people would be aghast to know that Dr. Fauci has made secret even the committee. So the names of the people on the committee are secret, the people who approve this research. And then the other problem is that sometimes they don't even put, like said, Dr. She's research never went before the committee. And I guarantee at some point there is some paperwork somewhere, and they'll never reveal it, where Dr. Fauci approves an exemption for Dr. Xi, where there's a discussion, is this gain of function, and whether an exemption is given. I think they probably gave an exemption rather than say it wasn't gain of function when they did this back in 2017, because well, it wasn't as big a controversy. But to get to that information, you'd have to have a friendly administration. The only reason we found out about uh, General Flynn and all the unmasking was because Rick Cornell declassified it. You're going to have to get somebody in a top level who would actually declassify this stuff. Um, it, but don't we don't we know that uh, they did uh, know that it was gain of function? I mean, in that in that first email, I'm looking for it here. But in that first email where, uh, you know, Fauci is freaking out in that report, it says that this uh, happened before the ban was in place and then it was approved, reviewed and approved by NIH to continue to go on on January 31st when Fauci first finds out about this is you're right alarm urgency he sends to his assistant oh my god look at this paper the paper he sends is a paper by Dr. Xi and Barrick and it involves gain-of-function research his people respond going oh my goodness it's gain-of-function research but then to the public they say nothing to see here before it's fortunate that we know it had nothing to do with the lab and you're a conspiracy theorist if you do and then Facebook and everybody followed along. You talk about groupthink. It's not just government. It's their, their friends and social media then going along. And I, I, I find it the, uh, almost uh, humorous but really uh, sad 
that now Facebook has now decided that you can mention this. After nine months of them saying you right. couldn't because it was disinformation, now all of a sudden it's information again because Facebook says it can be information again. And it's 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 a dangerous um, to quote you or now to uh, present the evidence that we're presenting that Fauci clearly, clearly knew Um Ren, you know, one of the things I don't even know if you thought of this, but one of the things that shows me how afraid they are of this is they haven't brought Donald Trump into it. And and here's why I say that it was Barack Obama that banned this kind of research. Donald Trump opened it up again in what, 2017 and said we can do the gain of function uh, research. Nobody is mentioned. I mean, if you if you really if you go by their playbook, Donald Trump is responsible for everything, and they don't it's even want to talk about this to the that. point it's, to it's accuse a him. More complicated than that, I don't think Trump had any knowledge of this opening back up. It was Dr. Fauci in a minor memo at a minor meeting. Wow. Um, they sort of did this without any fanfare, and I don't think it went above Dr. Fauci as far as approving of this. There's no presidential seal on opening up gain of function again. So, but the, the thing is, is it really doesn't have to be partisan. My goal is to make sure it never happens again. But also the thing is, is we shouldn't have someone at the top of the food chain making these decisions who trust the trust the uh, Chinese completely, still trust them three weeks ago, and who believes that this research is worth the risk of a pandemic. And that's the real question. I can't believe that, you know, all his defenders, CNN, MSNBC, that statement is horrifying that he believes that. Even a pandemic is worth it for this research. Most other scientists disagree. And you ask, can we ever win? We're not going to get the information from government. But what I've been advocating is that we impanel a group of scientists and ask the question, was the 2017 research gain of function? That's a pretty precise question. But the thing is, is then we'll have a debate over, you know, whether he's telling the truth or not. It's hard to find the scientists, though, because they're all on the payroll of the NIA. I I, uh, I also um, wonder, uh, I've never seen anybody treat a senator, uh, I mean, except for like the McCarthy hearings. I've not seen somebody so arrogant uh, knowing that you guys have the the power to, you know, (laughs) send him to prison. Um, And he was very, very clear. He wasn't lying, et cetera, et cetera. He was hostile towards you. Um, you are now saying that you are going to draw up papers to give to the Justice Department. Do you really think the Justice Department is going to do anything about it? We don't have a great deal of hope that they will. It's a Biden Justice Department, unlikely to. But the reason I, I did send the referral over yesterday with the allegations and with the facts of where he's not being honest, because the thing is, is we need to try to win this battle intellectually. We need to win the battle on yes. the facts. So it doesn't happen again. And also so he doesn't keep giving terrible advice to, you know, he was on TV saying that a mask was more important than a vaccine. That's you talk insane. about disinformation. The masks don't work. Ninety percent of the masks don't work other than the N95. And the vaccine does work. I've never said the vaccine doesn't work. I would say you're an idiot if you say masks work better than a vaccine. And yet he and CNN were propagating that lie, which could cost lives. But also, you can cost lives. If you're an elderly person, you're taking care of your spouse, and you wear a cloth mask around them, and they have COVID, and you think, oh, Dr. Fauci told me I'll be safe, it's a lie. The cloth masks don't work at all. The N95 do, but he lied to you because he didn't want you to buy the N95 mask because he thought they'd sell out. Rand Paul, how can we help you? 
Well, get people out there. You know, people can go to randpaul.com because they're out after me. We've got uh, the woke generation coming out for me, so we have to be prepared. But if people go to randpaul.com, we appreciate it. Thank you very much, Rand Paul. Appreciate it. There are very few of them uh, left that are that have the balls, uh, and the ones that are left are pretty fearless. But uh, I know because I talk to them often, they all feel very alone. So show your support on any of these guys who are actually standing up. Na, na, na.